What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in today's video I'm going to be jumping into my top 20 quarterback rankings for the 2023 fantasy football season. Also going to be splitting these quarterbacks up into different tiers and I think in general the quarterback position this year is very interesting. I feel like there's quality options really at every point in your drafts. You're going to have some really high ceiling elite options going in the first few rounds. You have some really nice kind of mid-tier options and then I think there's also a ton of depth once you're getting into like your back-end QB1s and your high-end QB2s. So as always, I want to know how you guys are feeling about these rankings. Who do you think should be higher? Who do you think should be lower? Um, and then give me your reasoning down below, and I'll make sure to get back to you as soon as I can. But let's just jump right into Tier 1. Just going to be listing out all the players and then kind of breaking them down. So my Tier 1 quarterbacks, we are going to have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and then Lamar Jackson. It seems like there's a pretty consensus top three with Allen, Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts, and I completely agree with that, and I really feel like you can put these guys in any order. Like, I'm not really going to nitpick super heavy. If you have Jalen Hurts at number one, cool. If you have Mahomes at number one, I totally get it. The way that I kind of look at it is that I would much rather take the last guy available instead of spending earlier draft capital on my favorite option. So I would much rather draft, you know, say Jalen Hurts is the last guy available. I would much rather draft Jalen Hurts in like the early to mid third round than to have to draft Patrick Mahomes in the mid second, which is where you typically see these guys going. You know, normally one of these guys is going to go somewhere in the second round. One of them's probably going to go around the two, three turn. And then sometimes you'll see the third one slip. So I would just much rather get whatever guy's falling instead of, you know, spending that premium capital and reaching to get my favorite guy, because I do think they're kind of interchangeable in this tier. And then I do have Lamar Jackson as the clear fourth. So I wouldn't really argue him in with these top three, but I definitely think he does belong in this top tier. Lamar has the best fantasy season ever at the quarterback position. We know he has the rushing upside, but he's also probably going to be playing in the most pass-heavy offense of his career. He finally has a legit group of weapons with Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, OBJ. So now he has those weapons with a more pass-heavy offense. You pair that with the rushing upside. I think we could be in store for another very, very high ceiling Lamar Jackson season. Now moving into tier two, going to have three guys in this tier, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow. So starting off with Justin Fields, he averaged 24.9 points per game over his last 10 games of the 2022 season. He finally has a true wide receiver one and just an overall solid group of weapons with DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, and then Cole Komet. And I really feel like he's a guy that we could see in tier one after this season. If he repeats, you know, how he ended the 2022 season, he's definitely going to be in that mix with Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, and Lamar Jackson heading into 2024. And then I guess my first change since the last set of rankings I did or my last quarterback rankings video is that I did end up flipping Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Personally, I feel like at the very least, these guys are like interchangeable, should be going back to back. But on most platforms, you see Herbert going like a full round later than Joe Burrow, which to me pretty much makes no sense. Like I understand if we look back to last year, Joe Burrow was the clear better option. You know, he easily outperformed Justin Herbert for fantasy. But we kind of have to look at the full picture and just look at what each quarterback dealt with last year. Herbert played through fractured rib cartilage and then had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in and out of the lineup throughout the entire season. Each of these guys have played three NFL seasons 
And Justin Herbert has the two top fantasy seasons, right? His uh, rookie and sophomore season were both better than any fantasy season Joe Burrow has had. So the fact that Joe Burrow is being treated like he's the clear better fantasy option, I just don't think it makes sense to me. You also have Justin Herbert adding Quinton Johnston to his group of weapons. So now, even though we kind of have Mike Williams, who's historically kind of banged up, Keenan Allen getting older, he now has some extra security with a true wide receiver three, or you know even better, in Quinton Johnston. So I do think these guys are very close, but in pretty much every draft, I think Herbert is just going to be the much better value. Because if you're drafting Burrow, you're going to have to spend like round three, mid round four draft capital, whereas Justin Herbert can fall to like pretty much anywhere in the fifth round, which I just think is a much better deal. And then moving into tier three, this is where I have Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. This tier has pretty much stayed the same all off season. I expect Trevor Lawrence to take a year three jump with Calvin Ridley coming in. You know, I think he can improve on his 2022 season, really jump into that mid-tier QB1 territory. And then for Deshaun Watson, I do expect Watson to have a bounce back season. When we exclude last year, Watson's worst fantasy season was 21.3 points per game. So prior to last season, which was just, you know, a brutal overall season, Watson has been nothing but a fantasy stud. So I think he should bounce back this year. And I think he really may end up being a real value because if he returns to pretty much like his floor, pre his like sitting out and then being suspended, he's still going to pay off at this uh, current price where he's going. Now moving into tier four, this is just going to be a huge tier of like fringe QB1 options. So we're going to start it off with Daniel Jones. Then we have Tua, Geno Smith, Dak Prescott, Anthony Richardson, Aaron Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins. So I did move Daniel Jones to the top of this tier. I kind of swapped him and Tua. And the biggest reason was that he showcased legit rushing upside in 2022. He was top five at the quarterback position in carries, red zone carries, rushing yards, rushing yards per game, and rushing touchdowns. He also has improvements to his weapons. The receiving core, you know, you've got a ton of dudes in there, not a ton of studs, but they did add Darren Waller, who I think is a massive upgrade at the tight end position. I think Brian Dable may be willing to kind of take the training wheels off of this offense and really kind of unleash Daniel Jones here. So I do think he can make a jump from what he did in the 2022 season. And then we've got Tua. And in Tua's healthy games last year, he was very impressive. If we just remove the one game where he left early with a concussion, he would have averaged 19.7 points per game on the season. If he can stay healthy, I think he should be a very solid QB1 this year obviously surrounded by great weapons with uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Then we've got Geno Smith, and Geno really had a breakout season last year, finished as the quarterback eight in points per game. And the thing with Geno here is that, like, unless last season was a one-hit wonder and he just kind of falls off, he should be in an even better spot heading into 2023. He has better weapons. He still has DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. The Seahawks drafted JSN in round one, who was my favorite wide receiver from this draft class. They also draft Zach Charbonnet, who I think can filter in as like a pass catching back. So if Gino performs to the same level he did last year, he should honestly build on his uh, 2022 season. And then we've got Dak Prescott. I definitely think you could rank Dak higher. Pretty much, you know, my main point with this tier is that I never want to be the guy taking someone at the top of this tier because everyone views these guys differently and I don't feel confident enough to like 
take Daniel Jones two rounds ahead of where I could take Dak, if that makes sense, right? Like on certain platforms, you're going to see Dak going two rounds ahead of Daniel Jones and Geno Smith. Like, I don't think anyone should be confident enough to make that take within this tier. I'd much rather just be like the last guy kind of taking my quarterback in this tier and just getting whatever player falls to me as a value. But looking at Dak, he's definitely coming off of a uh, down season, but I'm kind of willing to uh, give him an excuse just because of the thumb injury. I know he didn't say it affected him, but that kind of just seems like the right thing to say. You have to imagine it would affect his throwing you know, throughout the season. But prior to last year, Dak had three straight seasons averaging 20 or more PPR points per game, or just points per game. I don't know why I said uh, PPR. He's also been a top 13 quarterback in points per game in six of his seven NFL seasons. So, you know, he's just been very consistent, had a down year last year, but I do think he can bounce back here in 2023. And then we have Anthony Richardson, And I could also see an argument for Anthony Richardson being ranked higher. He's been named the week one starter, and I could kind of see him like replicating a uh, season to what Justin Fields did last year, especially towards the end of it. Um, He's definitely not going to be a high floor option, but I feel like his uh, rushing production can give him a very, very high fantasy ceiling. And it's probably a ceiling that some of the other quarterbacks in this tier just aren't going to be able to touch. And I've kind of come around on just like double tapping the quarterback position if you are going late round quarterback. Like if you can get a Geno Smith or a Daniel Jones to fall to you in like round 11, somewhere in there, and you just go like round 11 Geno, round 12 Anthony Richardson, you get like the safer option, you feel comfortable throwing in your lineup week one, but then you also get the upside of Anthony Richardson, who if he does retain that starting role and plays well, is going to just smash for fantasy. So I think that's like a potential strategy to try to uh, implement in your fantasy drafts. Then we've got Aaron Rodgers up next, and it'll be interesting to see what he can do in his first year with the Jets. I don't think he has like the most stacked weapons. Like I feel like people are kind of acting like he's stepping into this juggernaut offense. I don't really think that's the case, but you know, the weapons are solid. I still think Rodgers is one of the best real life NFL quarterbacks. It's just tough because with limited rushing upside, it's you know kind of difficult to hit that elite ceiling, even his MVP seasons. Like one of them, I think he was 23 plus points per game. But even in an MVP season, you could still kind of just finish as like a mid-tier QB1, which is just not the case for some of these more mobile guys. So I do think he's a solid fringe QB1, but uh, not someone I'm like super amped to take. I do you know have some guys ranked ahead of him here. And then we've got Kirk Cousins to finish up this tier. Year after year, he's just been a super consistent option. Quarterback 11 in 2020, quarterback 12 in 2021, and then quarterback 11 last season. So three straight uh, finishes between QB 11 and QB 12. I don't really see why that kind of switches up here. Maybe he falls out of it, but his point per game area should kind of be in the same spot. And then the final tier here is going to be tier five. We have Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. I think Goff has a pretty decent shot of finishing as like a high-end QB2. He was the QB14 in points per game last season. I do just think his ceiling is pretty capped due to a lack of rushing. And when we're looking at some of the other like non-mobile guys, I would definitely prefer Rodgers. Cousins has just done it more consistently. So, you know, I do think he belongs in a tier below those guys, but still an interesting option. If you're playing like in a super big league with like 14, 16 teams or like a super flex, like I think he's a great option right outside like the QB1 area. 
Um, and then we've got Brock Purdy. And when we look back to Purdy's regular season starts, he averaged 18.1 points per game in his six starts last year. That's for the regular season. Over the full year, that would have been the quarterback nine in points per game. If he can replicate what he did last year, he's going to end up being a really strong value in fantasy drafts. I do think there's some risk that he kind of comes back down to earth, right? He came into the uh, last season as a seventh round pick. It is very rare for someone who gets drafted there to just step in and like ball out right away. I'm not saying he's definitely going to fall off, but I just think it's something we have to kind of consider here. Um, especially the 49ers. They're a win-now team. We've seen it with Trey Lance, right? They're not really in a position to develop these guys. They have Sam Darnold on the roster. I know Sam Darnold isn't anything special, but I think quarterbacks can look a lot better when you're playing with this insane group of weapons. Um, And I think that's kind of the general consensus because if people thought Purdy was going to be the starter the entire season, I think he would be going much earlier than this, or at least like locked into being the starter for the entire season. So I think he's definitely an interesting late round guy. And we'll see if he is able to, uh, you know, kind of replicate what he did last year. Then we've got Russell Wilson, and he's coming off the worst fantasy season of his career, only averaged 15.8 points per game. I do think a bounce back is possible, but I just don't think I can rank him any higher with like how much depth there is at the quarterback position this season. And then the last player I have is going to be uh, Derek Carr. And Derek Carr has never really been like a top fantasy option, but he is heading into an offense with decent weapons. You have an emerging Chris Olave. We'll see if Michael Thomas can stay healthy. I would say you definitely don't want Derek Carr as like your starting quarterback, especially in like a normal size league. But I think he's someone who kind of turns into a streaming option, you know, injuries, bye weeks. He's someone who could eventually be plugged into your lineup or like a solid, um, mid to back end QB2 in your super flex leagues. So that is going to wrap it up for my top 20 quarterbacks. As always, how are you guys feeling about these rankings? Uh, let me know what you guys think down below. If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I've already posted my uh, top, what is it, 36 running backs and wide receivers. I'll have my top 20 tight ends out tomorrow. I will have overall rankings and then also super flex rankings coming out within the next few days. So stay tuned for all of that. Thank you all again, and I'll see you guys in the next one.